0: Oh goodness! I, it, I would, I would pray for a season over people, and nothing would happen. You know, I would, I would do everything I could. I could read to how to pray for people, and no, nothing would ever happen. Nobody ever got healed. I uh, had some die, but nobody, nobody would get healed. By the
1: way, he may be joking, <laughs> but I actually had that happen to me. I started praying for people. Someone died. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. It happened to me too. Oh, you too. Okay. Yeah,
0: but anyway, um, it, it just wouldn't leave the pages of scripture. So. Uh, while i would leave it for a season i would come back and be encouraged and go after it no breakthrough finally in 1987 somebody encouraged me to go to a john wimber conference and i saw i heard them teach what i had been teaching uh... for quite an extended period of time so nothing was different in that aspect but i saw that they took risks that i wasn't willing to take and uh, and i came home i didn't pray any differently uh, I started looking for problems, which was a, a new twist for me. But I didn't pray differently. But people started getting healed. It just uh, and it wasn't wasn't just on me. It was actually on the entire church, which was what I wanted. I wanted I wanted everybody to get in on it, you know. And and uh, so I I came home, began to uh, look for problems, pray for people, and miracles actually started immediately. And and. Uh, the the one that that really lit me up uh, ignited my heart was uh, a miracle that took place in a in a store it was in a public place it was just a friend who was not a believer confessed a problem was going to have to retire early age because of arthritis and i just i just said i believe god wants to heal you it took 2 minutes to pray whatever dramatically dramatically healed and, uh, well, what was he of? Uh, arthritis all through the joints. He, he couldn't hold tools. He couldn't reach for boxes on his shelf. He owned a business, and he was going to have to, going to have to retire and quit at a young age in his forties, and um, and he was just dramatically, dramatically ill in moments.
1: Are, are you telling me, everyone that is born again, can? walk into the kingdom and have miracles happen oh yeah absolutely everyone we must must. and no no exceptions no no exceptions no they don't have to be in men don't have to have five generations of pastors no no no, okay 1995 bill gets desperate yeah for eight months he is praying what are you praying for eight months
0: oh my i I get a little teary-eyed on this one i I just was praying for more i just i knew there was more we were seeing breakthrough and i was so thankful and almost felt greedy but i my heart was exploding with hunger for more more of god more of his his manifest presence more of the kinds of breakthroughs that we see in scripture and i cried out day and night i'd wake up in the middle of the night I would wake myself praying. I didn't wake up to pray. I would actually be praying in my sleep, and I would wake myself up praying.
1: Yeah, by the way, you know how I know this is true? His associate pastor went on a retreat with him, and he said, all night long, he hears this guy praying, more, Lord, more, more, in his sleep. So I know it's true. But then he said one thing more. He said there was like a glow over your face. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't find that out till a year or more later.
1: I, I, yeah. I think God yeah. likes us praying for more. That's yeah, what I yeah. believe, likes you praying for more. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you prophesy to someone, maybe at 3 in the morning you're going to have an encounter with God, to someone else.
0: Yeah.
1: 3 in the morning, what happens
0: to you? Yeah, that else same else? night, I I woke up with uh, you know how you're in a dead sleep and then in an instant it's a millisecond you're as awake as you can possibly be and I had what felt like a thousand volts of electricity going through my body and it was it was terrifying exhilarating all the above and I had the only thing I had control of was my head and I turned my head and I saw the digital clock next to the bed it was 3 a.m. exactly and I instantly remembered the prophetic word I gave to a friend that night. And I said out loud, I said, you set, set me up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that this was God, but I couldn't explain it. it was I was embarrassed. I mean, my arm, I, I, had, I, I had no control over my limbs. I would try to grab my arms and bring them down. My legs would get more violent. And it was, it, this just went on and on and on. And I, I felt my face turn red. You know how you, you blush? I was embarrassed over what was happening
1: had you ever had any paradigm for this have you ever seen no, someone this no never heard of it three in the morning he's praying for eight months he's been praying god i want more uh, at any cost if you had known bill johnson what that prayer meant <laughs> do you think you would have prayed it
0: well, I, I, I think so, because I, I, <laughs> I honestly prayed it with that kind of an abandonment. As much, you know, as much as I knew how, I was saying, God, I will pay any price. I,
1: I just have to have more. Okay. Take me three in the morning. Right. What's happening to you?
0: Well, I, I, as this uh, presence is on me and this uh, power is shooting through me, um, scenes begin to pass before my eyes. I... I could see um, first of all, I was reminded of Jacob wrestling with an angel who limped the rest of his life, uh, Mary the mother of Jesus, uh, you know called the mother of the illegitimate child, you know that that uh, stigma, um, and then the pictures that flashed, I saw myself trying to teach in front of our church in that condition, realizing there 's nobody there that 's going to believe this is God there 's no one and then uh, the next scene, I was standing. Excuse me, in front of my my favorite restaurant in town, in that condition, I could see myself realizing that this I'm going to be a mockery to the entire city. And and I could tell that what the Lord was after is He was reminding me. I said at any cost. And what I what I was coming to realize is that if I say yes to this, I may be in bed the rest of my life. I can't function. I can't do life if I say yes. It, I'm giving up not only my right to dignity, I'm giving my, up my right to function as a normal human being. And um, and I, I lay there for probably 20 minutes with tears going down the sides of my face. And I said, I'll take I'll take If I get more of you, you can do anything you want with me. Make me look any way you want, do anything you want. I don't care. I'll take the exchange if 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 I get more of you. Okay,
1: we'll so you're processing, obviously. You go back to bed yeah. the next night. What happens? Same thing.
0: Same thing? Same thing. Three nights in a row.
1: After this encounter, yes. what was God expecting from you?
0: I, I, as simple as it is, he, he didn't want me to be concerned on how I looked to somebody else. He really wanted me to fear God and not man and and the strange thing is is there 's not one of my closest friends that would have said "I feared man, but the Lord could see something that was still there that had not been dealt with and you see to be to be trusted with anointing for breakthrough to to minister in re- any, any measure of revival you, you can 't be controlled or influenced by the fear of man it 'll cripple you. And i feel like the lord really is is wanting to set all of us free and for me it just needed to be something dramatic where i where i could love people but not fear them where i could serve people but not be controlled by them and i think it's essential for what god's wanting to do in the earth he's wanting to raise up a generation that can fear god only and love not their life unto death
1: oh I, I see this aspect about you but i see another aspect I see a man that has compassion for people that are suffering. Yes. Where would this come from? This compassion. Jesus
0: had this compassion. Yeah, I hope it's... I would think it's from him. It's just... You get close to him, you feel his heart. You know, you feel his heart for anything. You feel his pleasure. I, I... I sometimes, honestly, I'll do an experiment. I'll put my hand on somebody's shoulder just to affectionately touch them. But what I'm really doing is I can sense the pleasure of the Lord for that person. And when you sense the pleasure of God for people, it's so hard to criticize them. It's so hard to 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 think evil of them. Or you know, all you want to do is to sow into their best, to call them into their destiny. When you when you discover that that pleasure of the Lord for people. And I think it's closely connected to this compassion thing that Jesus was moved by compassion. Compassion always brings a miracle. Sympathy just brings comfort in a problem.
1: You told me that sometimes before you'll enter a store, you'll just... Yeah. he still explain what you 'll do before you 'll go into a retail store or someone 's home or something like yeah, that
0: yeah so, well, sometimes I, I realize for example i 'm going into a store that 's kind of a the people who own it are involved in all different kinds of strange things, and so i 'll pause for a moment on the outside, not to bind, not to lose, not to engage in any kind of warfare i just turn my attention towards the Holy Spirit, my affection towards him, and as soon as I recognize his presence resting upon me. Then I go in the store, and I don't have to say anything, things, there's an atmospheric shift in the building when he rests upon you. Uh, My whole deal is the Holy Spirit's in every believer, but he doesn't always rest upon every believer, and that's what I think our challenge is, is learn to be a person that hosts him in the sense that he rests upon us, because he's in me for my sake, but he comes upon me for yours. It comes upon me for the sake of people around me.
1: So correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing you say is you come to your senses. This is my my terminology. (laughs) You come to your senses. You begin to tell God how grateful you are for all he's done in your life. You begin to just have your heart touch His. Then when you walk into a retail establishment, He's then the whole atmosphere around you. You must change the atmosphere in some stores.
0: Well, I hope so. We're supposed to.
1: Tell me about the time you went to a gas station
0: and the <laughs> atmosphere changed. I, I, uh, I was just, this was back when we had to stand in line at a particular station to pay. You couldn't pay at the pump. And, uh, and I walked into the into the gas station and the two people in front of me started, they were laughing just... Uh, just uncontrollably and i thought maybe they knew each other i thought maybe one of them had told a joke to the other one or something you know and finally one of them broke loose ran out of the store pushed through the glass doors turned around and just stared at me from the other side of the glass i I, you know i don't know what happened but there but righteousness peace and joy the joy part became manifest there and they didn't even know what they got to the taste of. But they, they really did get to taste of the liberating presence and joy of God.
1: Have you studied people in history that similar things have occurred? Yeah.
0: Tell me one. Yeah, I, uh, there's uh, quite a few of them that have had those encounters. John G. Lake is one of my heroes in history. And he he met all the qualifications for one who was baptized in the Holy Spirit in a, in a doctrinal sense. But he was so hungry for more that he knew he didn't have all that was available in that. And he just began to cry out to God. And he experienced something that was extreme and very, very dramatic. But that made the, the huge shift in his life from what would be considered normal by most believers into a lifestyle where he would praying for over 100 people a day, seeing 100,000 verified healings in Spokane, and the story goes on and on. But it started at that divine encounter that what I would call, or you
1: would call in this context, the baptism of fire. If I was to force you to tell me something after all of these years of walking with the fire of god seeing miracles in almost any man on the planet more miracles what is the one thing or two things you wish you had known from day one of ministry Mm. if if i could go back forty years and and counsel
0: me i i would turn my attention more towards the goodness of god i wished i would have known how good he was i I theologically knew that, and I have had a great father, he's in heaven now, so I I had a good image of a good father, that wasn't a problem, but I, I just did not know how good he was, I didn't know how extreme, I didn't realize it's impossible to exaggerate his goodness, I can distort it,
1: I can defile it, but I can't exaggerate it, can you? Demonstrate His goodness right now by praying for people as God directs. And I can tell you right now, someone with pain in the back and neck has just been healed. Would you pray whatever God shows you yeah, right of now? of course. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I ask that you'd be released, you'd come in
0: power right now upon people's bodies that were. Uh, we've already had testimony of metal dissolving in people's bodies, that you'd restore original parts, that uh, when the metal plates exist and the torment exists. I, I uh, The people that are in chronic, chronic pain that never lets up because of that surgery gone bad, we just say, Lord, bring restoration as only you can do. Restore, and we pray this for the glory of God. We pray this for the glory of God. I pray uh, as well, Lord, that you would... Uh, restore people's sense of confidence of being loved by a father. That there would be such a revelation. Uh, my cry is that people would feel the embrace of a perfect father. A father that will not let go. And that that realization would be released all through the the TV audience. Uh, that there would be encounters and experiences. We, we want to grow in our confidence of your greatness, your significance. I pray for that. I pray as well that no disease would stand uh, before the power of the name Jesus through this broadcast. That from cancer to mental illness, schizophrenia, uh, to torment on the, on the mind, all of these things would be lifted and literally driven out of people's lives for the honor of the name Jesus. Increase that anointing for a breakthrough, Lord.
1: Amen. Would you pray one more very quick prayer sure. for the fire? of God to fall on
0: people. That is our cry. Father, release over every place this is viewed Let there be a release of a baptism of fire. A baptism of fire. God, we lay aside all of our experiences, uh, the restrictions and restraints in our thinking, and we just say, God, we want more at any cost. Give us a baptism of fire. Something that opens us up to the heart of God for the people. I pray this in Jesus' name.